Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 239. Now, when you're first starting to think about adding a digital product to your business, one of the first places you might get stuck is which kind of digital product to create. So in today's episode, I'm comparing courses with memberships with eBooks. Now, I've launched all three of these inside my own business in the past, and I am very, very well versed in the pros and the cons of the different options. Now, of course, there are other kinds of digital products like templates and group programs and things, but we're not going to go into those today. We're just going to stick with the three most popular ones. So first up, should you launch an online course? Online courses work particularly well if you have one thing that you want to teach your audience or one particular transformation that you want to give them, something where they won't require ongoing support after they've completed the course. Now, courses can deliver a tiny change or they can deliver a massive transformation and they tend to be priced accordingly for this, not so much on how much content is in the course. Yes, creating a high ticket course can be a lot of work. I've been there. I've done that. But usually when it's done, it's done. So aside from updating the content and delivering any support that was promised or managing the community, then there's very little ongoing work other than that. But where most people tend to get stuck is finding that upfront time investment to create the initial course. Another place where people get stuck is they try to create a course that teaches their students everything they could ever possibly know about that particular topic. And as they go to create this course, it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the finish line just never gets any closer because they keep adding more content to it. A better way to approach creating your course is to just start with the end in mind. What is that transformation that you want your student to walk away with? And as you start to think of things to add to the course, ask yourself whether they actually need to know this in order to achieve that transformation. Next up, membership sites. Now, a big upside to launching a membership site is that it's recurring revenue. That means that when somebody signs up, they're essentially buying from you automatically every month until they cancel, which hopefully they're not going to do that. But along with the recurring revenue comes the responsibility of maintaining the membership and delivering the said content and community and all of that each month. What I really struggled with with my previous membership site is that I was creating so much content for my members each month, but hardly anyone was consuming it. They just continued paying their monthly subscriptions, but they never watched the workshops or attended the trainings. And this really demotivated me when it came to creating the content because I felt like I was creating content that nobody was going to use. So in this case, where do membership sites work best? They work a lot better when you're 
offering something that requires ongoing support or learning. Now, for example, one of my clients, Beck Miller from Health with Beck, she launched her membership site last year. She's a nutritionist and she helps women lose weight without the hunger, but she also focuses on making long-term changes to your life not just quick fixes, which means that her members really value being part of a supportive community where they can get feedback, they can share recipes, all of that kind of fun stuff, right? Now, inside her membership, she does share recipes because, you know, somebody who's changing their lifestyle always needs more recipe inspiration. She gives advice via monthly live trainings and members have access to the community. She's not delivering a huge amount of extra content for her members to consume, which is great because it means that they're not getting overwhelmed. Now, the reason why Beck Beck's membership site works so well in a membership format rather than a course is because once they finish the course, right, they would be missing that support. They'd be left to their own devices and they would likely slip back into their old habits. Now, if you're thinking of launching a membership site, my one tip to you is that it shouldn't just be about your students receiving more content each month. People don't have time to consume anywhere near as much content as you think they do. And that's where I really went wrong with mine. And I know I I will record a future episode on the podcast about the mistakes that I made in my first membership launch and how I'm going to make sure that they don't happen again in my new membership site, which I'm launching mid-year. Okay. Third and finally, ebook should you launch an ebook a lot of people with something to teach tend to gravitate to launching an ebook first instead of a course probably because it's a little bit less scary and it requires less tech and generally the time investment is a little bit less right now i launched an instagram marketing ebook about 2 years ago and it was good if i say so myself it was super in depth it covered topics that not a lot of people talked about back then and i put a lot of time into writing it but you know what i soon discovered as soon as i launched it i realized my audience busy busy business owners were way too busy to read an ebook. They wanted someone to tell them what to do, when to do it. Basically, they wanted an online course. So I turned the ebook into a course. I sold a lot more of it and I sold it at a higher price. And it was it, it was much more popular than the ebook. So if you're thinking of selling an ebook, remember this. You probably won't be able to charge as much for it as you would for a course, simply because people perceive ebooks to be a lot lower value than a course would be. And also make sure your audience actually has the time to read an ebook. (laughs) Don't do what I did. So make sure you actually ask them and say, hey, would you prefer an ebook or would you prefer a course? Anyway, that's it for today's episode. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you're enjoying this show, as always, I really do appreciate ratings and reviews. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Catch you next time.